1: My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Um, however, you feel about Tarek El Musa from HGTV's house flipping show Flipper Flop. Yeah, you probably have an opinion one way or another. Um, he most famously had a show Flipper Flop with his ex wife and now has married Heather Ray El Musa, his new wife, who was from Sunset, Selling Sunset, I believe. So they have a show together. and... Um, It's Flipping El Mooses. That's what it's called.
2: Flipping El Mooses. The
1: Flipping El Mooses. Yes.
2: Sounds like, you know, like a circus act.
1: (laughs) It does. We're the
2: Flipping El (laughs) Mooses.
1: Definitely. Um, So he has this show and on his social media, which I can't find the video anywhere anymore because it's been covered a lot, I think, Uh, like in particular on a lot of news stations in California are paying attention to this story. So here's the deal. He wants to do his biggest flip ever, he says, and he needs investors to purchase, to go in on it with him. He wants to demolish five bungalows in Hollywood to build a high-rise apartment complex that has 138 units. Now, the weird thing about this, these five bungalows in North Hollywood, Mm -hmm. is that the tenants have had a hell of a time With their landlord who's tried to kill them.
2: Yeah, it sounds terrifying.
1: It is. He tried
2: to burn the place down, right? The
1: dude is in prison, Arthur Alsanian, and he was arrested in September by the feds in a murder-for-hire plot. He hired an employee to kill two people, a a hitman to kill two people. He also hired people to set fire To one of the buildings on the property in February and March of 2022. While there were people in it. Yeah, they're sleeping in there. And he was trying to. So, yeah, there's damage to the
2: buildings. So the people who just about had their lives taken from them by a guy who was renting them their homes now facing their homes getting torn down because flipper flop moved in.
1: He's like, hey, man, this is going to be my biggest thing ever on my show. If you want to invest on his social media, he's saying that. So um, the Fox station in L.A., um, yeah, it doesn't matter. But they did a piece on this whole thing and talked to one of the residents. Here's a clip.
0: It was dehumanizing. Residents at bungalows in North Hollywood describing this ad by HGTV star direct El Musa looking for investors in what he calls
2: the biggest flip I have ever done in my life. And His
0: plan for these rent control bungalows where residents, including disabled seniors, have lived for years.
2: is We're going to tear it down and build a brand new 138 unit apartment complex.
0: This great, excellent opportunity that he found um, is the result of years of violence and trauma and abuse against senior and disabled tenants. She's referring to Arthur Aslanian whose photo is posted in front of the property he's owned and tried to develop for years. Aslanian was found guilty of murder for hire and arson. Convicted for setting fire to the building while we slept inside to vacate the buildings. They say the property is now being developed by El Musa's T.E.M. Capital, but at least for now, technically it remains owned by an LLC under Aslanian's wife's name, even oh. as El Musa is telling investors.
2: We're buying this lot right here behind me. We're buying that house right there, the blue tarp.
0: We came home and there were eviction notices on our door oh. to build this guy's project, and he says he has nothing to do with the owner and you know, maybe he doesn't know the guy personally. However, the current owner's brother is the architect on the project that he's building. A statement from El Musas group says they have no relationship with the man in prison. And I quote, they will sensitively navigate the situation. These people are telling us that they're not being given enough money or offered at least enough money to even pay for moving expenses first and last security deposit in an apartment nearby. Oh my gosh! This yeah, it's is a kind disaster. Of a bit
2: of a PR nightmare. You'd think that his company would have done a little background.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, like
2: uh, this is all legal, right? It's just unseemly it's gross. and gross. I mean,
1: he's working with the brother of the guy in prison. That's his architect on a project down the street, and I'm assuming this one. And it's now just owned by the dude's wife. So essentially, owned by the guy in prison still. So he is working with them.
2: Yeah, my point was just that, um, like they could have done a teeny bit of research before deciding to go ahead with this project. Cause somebody was going to do it. But if you're, if your brand is, you know, if you're public facing brand and you mm-hmm. have a TV show, yeah. you think a producer could have come to them and said, Oh, maybe yeah. maybe this is not the story. you, you. you want And if it were like, you could imagine where somebody could make a pitch like, Hey, I've got an idea for you. You want to develop this property. It's a hot mess nightmare. The people that are living in there have been, you know, essentially terrorized for the last few years. What if we take this opportunity? Because you're going to have like what? A couple hundred units?
1: 138.
2: There's how many families in these bungalows right now? There are five bungalows. Okay. So there's five families. Yeah. We're going to create homes for them.
1: Inside this.
2: Inside this development. And this is going to be a part of the story. Like, hey, we want to develop this site. We know you've been through crap. We're going to set you up. And at the same time, we're going to redevelop this property, so everybody's going to be a winner. I mean, that like a producer could have easily pitched that. This is a part of it our would have PR made, team. You're Perfect. welcome. Yes, give us a check, please, Tarek El Moussa.
1: In addition to this, they said he's that uh, the statement was that they're going to sensitively navigate the situation. Yeah. He hasn't been because on uh he's been talking to tenants and um he has been kind of bashing them. And saying, like, if I see one more negative thing about me on here, I'm going to stop communicating with you. He says, you continue to bash me when I've done absolutely nothing wrong. I'm not involved in the current situation at all. Zero involvement. Who thought this would be a good idea? If I see one more negative thing, I'm going to stop communicating. There's no reason for me to try to help people that are trying to hurt me for no reason. Is this clear?
2: Yeah, that's, that's not good. Derek.
1: Oh, God. And then he also goes on to like mock people like well why don't you buy it and then let everybody stay free for stay for free forever then it's like really not professional at all and you're speaking to people who are in desperate situations here god
2: so if what you would wanna, you what would your advice be
1: my advice would be exactly what you said if you want to do this fine but you need to give them penthouses at the top and say We're giving you free rent for a year, and then you will only pay what you paid for the bungalow. Yeah. Going forward.
2: uh, The bottom line is they could have done this at the outset. The fact that they're not dealing with this up front. I feel like you could have seen this coming. Something tells me this is not going to be a HGTV special. Well, it has got a lot of sense because uh, he's been making money hand over fist. The problem is it's not the kind of sense that's going to play well on TV.
1: And... He's looking for investors, and I don't think anyone's going to come to the table after this has yeah, publicly been that's out not there. Good PR. Good luck, Well, buddy. thanks
2: for that update. Mildly depressing, <laughs> though it Sorry. may be. Speaking of homes, somebody else is getting kicked out of their home. This time, it's an A-list Hollywood actor and an almost egot. I think he's just the egged at this point. <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, I want to tell you about a, an interview that Billy Porter did, saying essentially he's going to have to sell his house because the writers uh, actor strike we'll find out more when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey my talkers. Um look, I don't want to say back to school, but I'm going to say back to school because it's almost here. I know, I know. Things are going to get real busy and you're going to be schlepping people all over town again like you do. And frankly, you want to make sure your vehicle is going to get you wherever you're going. That vehicle gets you from point A to point B each and every day, multiple points A and points B throughout a given week. So let's make sure we're on top of scheduled maintenance. Maybe you've been wondering about whether the tires are going to last through another winter. Call Tom and his team over at Boulevard Autoworks, blvdautoworks.com. They have plenty of appointments available. They can get you in. You'll drop your vehicle off. They'll have a courtesy car waiting for you. Then when you pick up your car, they'll explain in language you can understand exactly what they did and you'll know. You can get about the business of your life going from point A to point B, C, D through Z all year long with the help of Tom and his team at Boulevard. BLVDAutoworks.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. Every time I feel
1: Bradley and Don, my talk, one zero seven one. thanks for being with us. Uh, We have to talk about the actors' writers' strike. Some people have come out and said, hey, you know, I could lose my home. Well, we have a celebrity who is saying just that
2: yeah i want to tell you about an interview i read over at the evening standard uh with billy porter of course the legend of stage and screen spoke to a reporter over there who uh frankly wanted to know all about why he's in london right now and he's in there uh he's in there he's in that london thing (laughs) because he's got a show over there right now And uh, I think he was a producer on that show. I don't remember. Anyway, the moral of the story is in this interview, it was actually kind of just a fun read. Billy Porter is such a fascinating character and has been around for such a long time and has really sort of come into his own. And is, like I said, just one letter away. I think he's just an Oscar away from an EGOT. Um, But he he had a lot to say about all sorts of things. So just as like a piece of, you know, entertainment, pop culture, it's worth the read. But the thing that caught my eye was specifically when he started talking about the strike and really just leaned into, I think, what a lot of actors uh, have chosen to do right now. And that's focus on the ridiculousness of the words of Bob Iger and those uh,
0: Mm, over at the
2: studios, essentially saying that, you know, frankly, this isn't the right time, and it's not a good idea to to strike, and there's really nothing, it's not uh, an ideal move. And he's like, look, you know, and he actually talked about the fact that even though he's successful, he's not, the word, I can't even say the word, I'm trying to, he goes, um, basically, he's like, I'm not that kind of rich where, like, I just have all the money, but I've, I've been successful, but even I am going to have to sell my house in California, because mm. of the because of the work that I'm losing, mm. so he's got a lot of projects. He's been very successful, but even you know at his level of success, he's still feeling the pain of you know the, the roles that he's not to or not able to do because of the strike, and so you know I think like a lot of actors at his level, he's trying to help shed a light on it so that those who are make even less, which is most of the actors, mm-hmm. will will be able to get back to work and hopefully pay their bills. Because while he is going to sell his house, I mean, he's not going to be without a home. Right. Right? Like, I think he also lives in New York. I don't know if he has a home in New York or what. I'm but, sure like, he does. It, he's in London right now. I mean, he'll be fine. But I think he's trying to make the point that, like, if you want people to lose their homes to get back to the negotiating table, it's happening, so let's hurry up already.
1: Yeah, it's happening right now. Well, I just... um I wonder when he had to sort of try to make that decision, how soon did it come for him uh, that he had to go down that road? I guess you're just looking in the future and seeing, like you said, he had so many projects that were coming up that he knew it's like, okay, that's going to sustain me and pay the bills. You know, it,
2: yeah, well, and there's projects that, you know, that he has been working on that he was working on before the strike. There were roles that he was supposed to start working on this fall. Um, but he's not going to be able to do it because of course there's a strike and the latest thing I read is like this strike is not going to be I think it was somebody from William Morris who was like, "Yeah, guys, this is going to take months. It's not going to be days." So plan accordingly. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely. Uh, so I wonder if Part of this, you know, this is a British publication, and maybe he's trying to get more work in London (laughs) by, you know, talking to them going, yeah, I don't have any work uh, in the U.S. coming up, but if you have anything over here that I could do. Like
2: I said, right now, he has been um, co-producing a a show called A Strange Loop, which is currently showing in London. Mm. I don't know that show, but um, he obviously talks about how he can't talk about his other projects because, oh, of course, they are on strike. That's so he true. can't promote the things that he is currently up to or would like to be up to. But he talks, you know, you get also a lot of lifestyle stuff, like you just learn about, um, you know, what...
0: Rain Wilson, Amor tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: Sort of uh, becoming the very successful person that he is. Because of the strike, he says, um, quote, because uh, there was a piece of work that the guy asked questions about. and He's like, well, I can't talk about that because of the strike. He says, one of the reasons I can't talk about the strike is because of the bleep that I've seen some lay people, that is, you know, people who don't know what they're talking about, right. write about us, just a bunch of millionaires trying to get more millions. Um, meaning it's it's a lot more complicated than that. Like even those who are successful are losing out on work. So it's not just about a bunch of rich people getting work. It's about everybody having a fair
1: and, and livable when, wage. When you think about it, if the, the people in his situation and his stature of fame, they do have people working for them that can't work. You know what I mean? So if the millionaire isn't working, everybody who works for the millionaire isn't working as yeah. well.
2: Well, so. and all the companies that like, I mean, you just think about like restaurant owners mm-hmm. and, you know, corner shop owners who were near studios mm-hmm. who had a steady stream of business coming in and the they've already, people. and don't forget, these people have already been through the pandemic, which you know shut down work for how long
1: oh my gosh absolutely it's just you know and then wow so is he it looks like he's also getting a divorce in here and he's looking yeah
2: he was in he was married he's very excited to get back on looking for
1: an english husband
2: yeah he said husband (laughs) and you have to say it like that husband with lots of z's Um, he did say of the strike, he said, I have to sell the, here's the actual quote. I have to sell my house. Yeah, because we're on strike and I don't know when we're going to go back to work. The life of an artist until you make, and this is what I was referencing earlier, bleep you money, which I haven't made yet is still check to check. I was supposed to be in a new movie and on a new television show starting in September. None of that is happening. So to the person who said, we're going to have to starve them out or until they have to sell their apartments which is, again, referring to that alleged Hollywood insider who said that, or Hollywood executive. He's like, well, you've already starved me out. And perhaps he's being a little, uh, you know, a little... Dramatic? Dramatic about it. Not not a surprise. But if he's dealing, with, if he's going to have to sell a house and he's a very successful actor, mm-hmm. imagine what the far less successful actors, and remember of the hundred and... Is it 150,000 that are in the union or something like 80 some percent of them don't even make the the twenty six thousand required to have health insurance, which is like 26,000.
1: Yeah. And they do have fees to pay that go along with just being in SAG. Um, And I've heard somewhere that people are like, can they just halt that for a little bit while we're going through this? Like SAG should step up and say, we're going to freeze kind of like student loans. We're going to freeze all dues right now so that we can get help you get through this it would just be another added pressure to stay yeah, I in know. the union
2: i don't know what they do but i imagine there are a bunch of things in place to help those who are struggling you know that's very common whenever there's a strike to have a strike fund or
1: yeah they do have actually um loans like uh they have um oh my gosh what are they called um credit unions i'm sorry sag credit union that you can get loans to even pay, you know, your initial fee if you can apply for a loan. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And it's really lucky that Billy Porter is is so multi-talented. You know, he does music. It looks like he has an album coming out soon. So he is very lucky in that right that he has a name for himself already and can probably walk in to a lot of places in England or overseas and say, Hi, I'm Billy Porter. Can you hire me right now? I mean, when you
2: read, and the the one thing I will say in the reporting of this story, I mean, I was reading the original uh, piece in the Evening Standard, but if you go to places like Page Six or the Daily Mail or people that are just looking for cheap headlines, they're like, Billy Porter cries about having to sell one of his many homes. I don't even know if he has more than one home. But, you know, the impression they're trying to sell you is that, oh, here's a a rich celebrity whining about um, not making millions uh, for five minutes in Hollywood. Do which you think is that people have that true. opinion?
1: I haven't heard, but it's just like our oh, world is very absolutely. insulated here. We don't really. Yeah. I think I don't
2: the know. average person, if you ask the average person, in fact, I know this because I was reading, there was a YouGov just put out some data about television. Habits. Mm. And they asked a bunch of questions. Do you watch streaming? Do you have cable? What kind of streaming? Is there too much sex on TV? And one of the questions they asked was, Do you know about the writer's strike? And a full third of people who watch television mm-hmm. have no clue that there's a oh. strike going on. Oh, that's okay. a third. Oh, wow. That's... So there's a lot of opportunity out there to let people know mm. what's going on, which is why I think it's important to talk about it. And that's what we do here yes. on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. And when we come back, Dawn is going to do a service for you by interpreting your dreams right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental and Wellness Center. It's a different kind of dentistry and truly your choice for whole health dentistry because dental habits and good dental health can lead to overall good health. And that means regular checkups, getting your teeth cleaned, making sure you're on top of exams, but also other dental services. You know, Feeling good about your dental health, feeling good about your smile, super important because it's going to make you feel better. And guess what? Dakota Dental can do that. They can help with cosmetic dentistry, all sorts of procedures available to you so that you'll feel good, look good, and just be a better you. Head to dakotadental.com today to make your appointment or to just ask questions. I've done that before. Hey, what can you tell me about dental implants? I'm actually on a dental implant journey myself right now. Learn more and start your... Dental journey today with the help of Dakota Dental, DakotaDental.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. The
1: Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Hey guys, thank you for joining us. If you missed any of the show, you can go back uh, and listen to the rest on our podcast, MyTalk1071.com. And then you look for shows and Bradley and Dawn. So it is time for us to interpret dreams. Why do you tell me
0: about your dreams? Dream. I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a
2: cliff with Leonardo to Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. No so dreamy! Hey, Don, you want to interpret some dreams again? Uh-huh, I sure do. Good, because listeners send you their dreams, you interpret them. I was alone on a boat and hair started growing out of my face. What does it mean? That's not an actual email, but it could be yours. You can send on your email, but keep it brief, keep it current, and don't give us things we don't care about. That means (laughs) extraneous details.
1: Yeah. um, Or anything creepy. Oh, no. Creepy. We have creepy creepy. ones. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, So I would also like to add something. If you could put dream or dreams in the title, the subject. Mm. It would help me. Yeah, be don't able put to.
2: like like bubblicious. Then she won't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> yes, that's.
2: I, I used to love that gum. I love that oh. gum. Hubba Bubba too. Okay, not the orange though. Gross, orange gum. Who wants that? Oh, go on. Here we go. Nicole has an email for you. Okay. Would you like to hear it? Yes. How done. Uh, Nicole says, so I dreamt I went to the doctor because I had a tickle in my ear. As I sat alone in a chair, empty office, my doctor took a look in my left ear. I think she means she was sitting alone in an, Mm -hmm. there was an empty chair and she had a tickle in her ear. She calmly called over her medical assistant to have a look. (gasps) Ew, they looked inside my ear and found a Japanese beetle. Hmm. The doctor stayed very calm and then took out some long, skinny black tweezies and pulled the beetle out of my ear. Oh, God. That's when I woke up. Gag! Thanks in advance. <laughs> Hi, Bradley and Mike. <laughs> she does say
1: gag in there and all that. That's yeah, I didn't cute. make
2: any of that up except <laughs> <No>. for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sound of the beetle coming out. how do you even write that? Ew, ew, ew. Okay, so this is all about your ability to correct things within yourself, within your soul, and how you communicate with other people or receive messages. The wow, how'd ear, you get all
2: that from a bug in the ear?
1: Well, because the form and function of an ear, you always look at that first. what is the form and function of this thing? It's to hear, it's to listen. But in this case, hold wax, you're we're talking about hold wax. We're talking about um listening to your inner self okay. and going with your gut. So are you taking in the environment around you enough to be in the frame of mind where you can actually, Listen and then turn that into action or do whatever you need to do with it. Because right now you actually have this unfamiliar habit that is blocking you. So that's that would the, be beetle. the beetle. The beetle is the habit. What is that habit for you? Is that you um, got to get back to your podcast and you have an earbud in and you're literally not listening to people. That would be very literal. Uh, but. But what is it? And you have to determine that for yourself. So the 24 to 48 hours before you had this dream, Nicole, think about things that maybe you should have paid attention to or you wouldn't be in the position that you're in now. And it could have been something that happened. You could have just been thinking about it in the last 24 to 48, but it could have happened a long time ago. Like, well, six months ago when there was a mass exodus from work and everybody quit and I'm still here. And I am suffering because I'm doing all the work. Just giving a real world example there. That's something I should have paid attention to. Um, And, you know, this is a part of yourself that you're not you're you're not really familiar that you have this habit. And this is going to be a really good thing for you, because when you think about this, you're going to be able to examine something that's going to heal all kinds of parts of yourself. Because the doctor in the dream is you. It's a frame of mind that you're in to heal this part and to remove the habit so that you can listen and grow.
2: Interesting.
1: There you All go. All that from a bug in the ear. That's right. What if did you had... know somebody who had a bug in their ear. That's gross. I don't even want to Camping think about Camping trip. It. Oh, major sure. pain in their ear. Ooh. Went to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Okay. Oh God, Bradley. Now. <laughs> that was the sound of the bug coming out. What
2: is that noise in your ear?
1: <laughs> what is that noise? I don't hear anything. I do, and it's really loud.
2: I can't hear anything. It's a
1: cricket. Hey, you have a banana in your ear. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, can't hear you. I have a banana in my ear. Uh, you want another dream? <laughs> yes. Banana phone. This is from Chris. Chris said, I love when people are very just like to the point because you'll <laughs> talk about directions. people being to the point, and then some people just are really to the point, like our friend Chris over here. Hey, Don. Recurring dream. I am frantically trying to make a call, a cell phone call, but every time I start dialing, I get messed up and I have to start over. <laughs> I never actually make the call. No. And that's a relatable hey. dream, right? Like, I just tried to flip on a switch and I could never flip on the switch. Yes. Yes. Okay. So
1: this is kind of a weird one, a weird explanation, but when it involves a phone, this involves mind to mind communication so mental telepathy chris you have the ability to connect to the people that are around you mentally without speaking and you have found it difficult to do that recently why are you making that face i'm trying to do do it
2: I'm trying to connect to you. look
1: like you were about to sneeze. Oh, you were trying to do a mind meld with me right now. Well, I have a very active brain right now. What am I so saying? What are you saying? You're saying I can't wait to go to the bathroom.
2: No, I was thinking of hot dogs. Oh. <laughs> Same thing. Okay. I <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry, I took you off no, with Chris.
1: No, it's okay. So, Chris... You have the ability to do this, and a lot of people do. This isn't like she's a wizard or something. I mean, haven't you ever with your partner or kid or something? Oh, yeah. You think of the same thing at the same awesome. time, and you say, do you want to go to
2: McDonald's? And you're like, oh, my God.
1: Like, oh, I my God, I was just it. thinking of that. That's because you are Are you in
2: my mind?
1: Communicating, mm-hmm. uh, So you are doing this on a person-to-person basis. You're not thinking about, like, collective consciousness, which is a whole nother thing. And if you're dreaming about an airplane, that's what you're dreaming about. But I digress. Chris, you were dreaming about the fact that you normally can do this, and there's something that's blocking you from having a deep communication that goes beyond words with someone that's very close to you. So think about what's not. You have to start over in your mind. You're like, wait a minute, I, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're not connecting. And that could be for a, no- a number of reasons, but it says that you never actually make the call. So there really is a block there with feeling free. So you have to find out what's blocking you, what's, what's blocking you up.
2: Yeah, get some spiritual fiber in your life.
1: Wow, I like that. That could be like on a tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> Dreamweaver, done. get some spiritual, get some fiber, spiritual fiber in your fiber. life.
2: It's spiritual metamusal. <laughs> <laughs> You can't probably tagline that because... Uh,
1: Spiritual fiber is good, though. Totally. Spiritual fiber. Well, we have a little bit of time here. Either of you dream anything recently? Last
2: night, I was sitting on my patio, okay. and a little fairy came up out of the ground wearing oh. a candy corn helmet. <laughs> oh, wow. I ate the candy corn helmet, and the fairy told me to go to hell. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing. I just made dream. that up. I don't know. I like Mike, it. do you have any dreams? I don't, unfortunately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, do you dream do regularly?
2: Yeah, I do. Yep. You. So you do. Do you typically have vivid memories? I of do. Your dream? Yeah. And actually, it's not as much as I used to. I used to when I was younger have really, really good memories of all of my dreams. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody, it's... as a rule, don't you think? Dawn has a much more vivid dream life when they're young.
1: Oh, um, I heard either way like they've never remembered their dreams at all mm. or maybe yeah you just stop listening to yourself I just feel as like
2: as a lot of things as you get older you kind of minimize stuff and you don't oh. pay attention as much and when mm-hmm. you're a kid or at least I did my my dream life was way more vivid I still have pretty vivid dreams but way more fun when I was a kid
1: And if there are dreams that you still remember that you had as a kid oh tons please let me know because that means your soul hasn't resolved that yet. So oh, let's go ahead and try to figure it out.
2: I always wonder, I always have these moments too where I'm like, did that actually happen? Or was- I'm Bradley Trainer,
1: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Was that a dream? Because I'll have such vivid memories of dreams. hmm And I'm like, was that? Did that? Or am I? What? Yeah. I yeah. would like a series of dreams because one time when I was younger, I had the same dream three nights in a row and they were like continuations of each other. Oh, oh that's gosh. cool. That is really cool. Like a cool. mini series. It was, it really was. What does that I, mean, Don?
1: Um, well, there's, it's definitely a clear message that your soul wants to give you, but in they, it knows that you can only handle a certain amount at a time. So it's a big message. And when you put it all together, it's good, but like you Netflix acknowledge series. that you have to, like, break it up into categories.
2: Hmm. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I was in a an old mine, like an old oh. mine in a mine car, and it was almost like a roller coaster oh, fun. underneath this mine, With and I would, like, be trying. Jones exactly. It felt very much like Indiana Jones. And every time I'd wake up, it'd be like, that was fun. I want to dream that again. And then oh. I would the next night. I did that three straight nights. Yeah. Oh, my god. So gosh. it's kind of lucid mm-hmm. dreaming-y. yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one, honestly. I mean, I would say in general what that means is that um, you are an adventurous person and you see your life as sort of type an adventure and a game in general. Like, you see challenges a lot of times not as things that are scary, but something that will just get you through to something else, and it can be exciting.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
1: Yeah. So that's a good one. I'll have to think about that a little bit more. But uh, like – Bradley said send me an email um, and just put dreams in the title and you can have it be a paragraph like these two were perfect you know it was essentially the story but it did not go off on like four different paragraphs about every detail about a red dress and you know yeah some Otherwise, of those things Dawn's aren't significant it's just
2: give you one of these oh no not
0: your business bitch <laughs>
1: I'm minding their business. You are actually yeah. mining.
2: their I'm business. I'm mining
1: their business, and so is Mike with his mind dream.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, Olivia Wilde wants the fight between her ex-nanny, her and Jason Sudeikis, uh to be away from the prying eyes of the public. Find out when we return why the nanny is not having it right here on My Talk 1071.
1: It's Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. I want to talk about Livia because I have a great deal going on right now. Let me just get this out of the way. Three months free when you join their doctor recommended program. And just mention me. So get that three months free. Uh, Life changes, they can really affect your weight. Like, let's say you had a baby or maybe uh, something happened where you changed jobs or you just got married or, you know when things change we put on weight occasionally or lose weight and that's totally understandable they can help you no matter who you are get back on track and it's through a doctor recommended program like i said so these are not fad diets these are plans that are lifestyle changes that really do simplify everything for you it is so easy to lose weight with livia i did it and i know you can too you also can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks and one to two pounds each week thereafter three months free when you mention me now 855 go livia or livia.com adventures of bradley and don my talk 1071. hi guys welcome back um we have an update on a lawsuit that you might have forgotten about that is the nanny of jason sudeikis and olivia Wilde. Uh, that whole debacle when they were divorcing. Uh, tell us the latest on that, Bradley. Yeah,
2: so Olivia Wilde wants a fight between um, essentially her and her ex-nanny to be out f- away from the prying eyes of the public. However, uh, the nanny is like, no, I want this all out in the open because I want to spill your secrets. And frankly, I don't blame her. And frankly... I'm here for I'm, it. <laughs> I want to pop some popcorn... And sit ringside. However, the nanny suing Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, this was for wrongful termination, says that, uh, well, actually, I had to sign some documents, and I didn't realize I was signing them, and I don't think I should have to abide by them. Her name, by the way, the former employee, Erica Gennaro. Now, we know this story because we talked about it on this show for quite a while, ever since... The relationship broke up because the nanny released a bunch. She dropped a bunch of texts between her and Jason. And she alleges that essentially Olivia left the family. Like she just up and like fell in love with uh, Harry Styles uh, and decided to take her salad dressing with her, which really rubbed Jason the wrong way. And then Jason became uncomfortably familiar with Erica and essentially Mm -hmm. used her as like his sounding board, his unofficial therapist, and mm-hmm. just like really brought the emotion of the end of this relationship to her and remember she's an employee. So it's just a really, at least these are the allegations, right? Mm-hmm. Although if the texts that she released are true, I mean, that's really the picture that those texts paint as well. Nonetheless, Olivia's attorneys are like, hey guys, uh, we, we you, she can't sue us in a court of law. Because she signed these papers saying as a part of her nondisclosure that she would agree to arbitration and meaning like away from the prying eyes of the public like this is not going to be on the record. You're going to have to go into arbitration, which is not a judge. You're going to have to like go figure it out together with us. Which is a, a move, right? A strategic yeah. move on the part of rich people and companies to yeah, like, like, like we minimize j- mm-hmm. the, the bad PR and well, frankly, to give them a leg up in any fights that employees and or uh, customers might make.
1: Yeah, that is um that's kinda of, I don't I don't know if I believe in that practice. But she's saying that she didn't realize what she was signing. Yeah, or... like
2: essentially the nanny, the nanny, the nanny said, not Fran Drescher, because she's busy with sag after right now, you guys, but the nanny in this particular story says that when she, you know, signed all her paperwork, that essentially they shoved in a, you agreed arbitration clause oh. uh, that was a part of those documents. And she said she didn't see that, oh. which I kind of, when I first read mm-hmm. this, I was like, ma'am. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. And here's you didn't what she said. It. In
2: newly filed documents, Gennaro says that she, quote, doesn't remember signing the arbitration agreement. And Ms. Wilde did not explain that signing the agreement would compel her to arbitrate. Further, she claimed nobody even told her to get a lawyer to review it. Now, I have signed a few contracts in my life. I mean, and. <laughs>
1: you do that if (laughs) if you
2: sign a contract
1: Mm
2: -hmm. we all have because we you know most of them are on our phone and we're like whatever and buried deep within it you just assume you at some point have given over your life yeah but also i think i always assume that um i'm uh, a lot of those agreements those consumer agreements that we sign unknowingly contain arbitration clauses so like the idea that this woman needed to be told to get a lawyer to review the paperwork that she was signing or that she didn't read it yeah. or that she expected that that Olivia Wilde would tell her it was in there I mean I uh, honey That's honey, I don't know that that's going to fly honey, is what honey. I'm saying.
1: Yes. Listen Linda, let me tell you Linda, something. Linda, <laughs>
2: Linda. Uh
1: so I think that most likely everybody who has a nanny in Hollywood who can afford it and has them sign an NDA has this same clause. I don't think this is something unique to Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. Probably everybody has signed that.
2: Mrs. Gennaro was asked to sign and return the agreement as soon as possible, Dawn, without anyone advising her on behalf of Ms. Wilde and Mr. Sudeikis of her obligations. Accordingly, She did not understand that this obscured arbitration provision required her to forfeit her rights to protection under California law and a jury trial in the event of her employer's vote violated California law. Well, so her attorney is saying she didn't know what she was signing. Look, I know it's going to be hard to get to be successful in that effort. However, as somebody who wants to watch this trial unfold, I hope she's successful. Oh, my God. And I know that's petty. No, and that's my petty corner for today.
1: Well, you know, I I think that if she signed an NDA, how is she able to release those texts? That's my that's what I wonder. And I guess if you just decide to do something like they they legally could sue her for breaking the NDA, you know, they could just sue her back. Is that I wonder if that's what they're doing, if they're just trying to get out of this mess and and fight what she's. Swing them for
2: no and i don't know they reference in this story a confidentiality agreement i don't know if that's different than a non-disclosure agreement or what the the details of any non-disclosure agreement she signed actually were but what i would say is that i could imagine we're in because i am a very dawn i don't know if you know this i am cat
1: pervert
2: not a cat pervert Mm, that would be our friend mike's uh territory okay i am a part-time lawyer and we've talked about a lot of celebrity legal cases in the past, and uh, I think perhaps if they tried to like sue her because of the non-disclosure, that would open them up to a lot of discovery that I don't think they probably want. Oh, you know,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
2: sometimes, like, just because you can, that's why I think non-disclosure agreements are trash, right? Like, they're just used to shut people up and to intimidate people. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say always, but like yeah. the I mean, stories make that we sometimes. Yeah, but I think that most of the time they're actually not helpful because it, it makes people feel like they can't operate and speak freely. And I just feel like in the free society, you shouldn't have stuff like that. Rich, powerful people should not be able to control other people. Just because they're rich and powerful.
1: True. definitely.
2: So anyway, the moral of the story is the reason I brought that up is because I think that if they were to sue, like to sue her for violating that nondisclosure, that would open up discovery in a way that would probably reveal some stuff they don't want. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and so that they might threaten that for sure. Mm. And again, like I said, she's kind of it, this is, you know, anybody in your family who's signing an agreement like this, you would say, did you have anybody look at that? You want to take a look at that? You got a lawyer friend? You got an uncle who's a lawyer? Yeah. Remember, we just talked about that. Who was it that had their uncle? Oh, this is one of the women who worked with Lizzo or was going to be on her show. Mm. They said, yeah, you're in. You're going to be in this the season of this show. Sign here. She had her, like a family member who's an attorney, look over the paperwork and they said, you absolutely are not going to sign this because... They essentially will control every creative piece of work that you do.
1: Yes, I've been told that before.
2: And she said, nope, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, people
1: can say this isn't in your best interest to sign this. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to.
2: When we come back. So uh, we'll stay tuned on the latest with Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis as they battle it out with their nanny. But got a question for you. If you could only have one pizza topping for the rest of your pizza born days, what would that topping be? Call us.